In this episode, we dive into value, how you determine it, what you do with it, and how it affects your whole life from all of your relationships to how you work in business. And I give you another example of subtle trauma and how one second changed how I value myself and my work from then on. Let's do this. Welcome to Deep Soul Care, the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the real you and care for the soul you are. I'm your host, Michelle Kampmeyer, and if you're ready to find out who you are deep down and live a truly authentic life, keep listening. And don't forget, we're in this together. Welcome to episode number 26. You guys, we are at six months of episodes. I cannot believe it. And I honestly don't think there's a better topic for us to talk about at the six-month mark of absolute consistency than the one we are going to talk about today. This week, I want to extend the conversation about emotions and trauma, whether that's major or subtle, to the value we place on ourselves. Value has been tough for me. And as I've talked more and more with my human design coach, I've realized why. Of course, it's part of the self-discovery process, learning value and all of that. Uh, But this one relates right back to the definition of trauma and how we view what trauma, quote unquote, should be in order to blame it for affecting us so much, which again, I would like to use as a topic for another episode. But for now, I want to take you back to my childhood again. Sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus or blame you for everything in my life, but I want to talk about these things that happened to me from my perspective to give listeners and myself some more perspective on what happened. So this time I was probably in my preteen years or so, maybe a little younger. Uh, What happened was I made this latch hook project, which if you don't know what that is, that's okay. It's like an arts and crafts thing with yarn. You have like a canvas with holes in it. It's like a grid with colors and they correspond to the colors of the yarn and you pull the yarn through and you make knots in the yarn and it makes this like really pretty picture, whatever the project is supposed to be. And I made one of these for my mother. Uh, I gave it to her as a gift. I was really excited about this thing I made. And of course, it wasn't necessarily my own thing. I didn't just come up with the picture. I followed the instructions and whatever. Um, but it didn't matter. I put my you know, blood, sweat, and tears or whatever into it when I was a kid. And I was really proud of this thing that I made, uh, which, you know, it's exciting, right? You give it as a gift and you're like, wow, look at this thing I did. And yeah, I'm not sure how much uh, longer later it happened that my parents were having a garage sale. And as I was looking at what they were getting rid of, I saw this latch hook project that I made and gave to my mom as a gift in the garage sale, which is detrimental enough. But the tag on it for the price was 25 cents. So I told this to my human design coach as like, here, this is a thing that happened. Maybe this has something to do with me and (laughs) why I am the way I am, Um, which as I said it out loud now, I realize that it probably affects why I'm not really good at finishing things, Um, which again is tied to value. And I didn't really write that in my notes, but if I remember, I will talk about that later. But 
yeah, she was like, girl, that is traumatic. <laughs> I was like, but why? Like, you know, it was just this little thing. No one did anything to me. Um, you know, I wasn't verbally assaulted or hit or anything. Like, how is that traumatic? And it's like it it really set the tone for how or whether or not I value what I bring to the table. So, yeah, you know, I don't know if anybody bought it, but I honestly doubt it. And it's not because I don't value myself, but who buys those things at a garage sale anyway? So all in all, this was super damaging to me, even though I thought it was just a blip on the radar, like only a second's worth of time when I noticed that sticker on the item I'd worked so hard to create. But as I look back now and as I talk to my human design coach about this, I realized that it's colored so many things for the rest of my life. And again, I don't remember what age I was when this happened. I just remember it happening And yeah, but since then, like my entire life has been a struggle when it comes to value and it's affected a lot of different things. So one of the earlier things that I remember is that for most of my, you know, quote unquote dating life when I was in school, like middle school, high school, whatever, I said yes to the guys who asked me out, even though I wasn't like super interested in them. I rarely said anything about my own crushes or acted on any of that because as I can see now, I didn't value myself enough to think that they'd actually like me too. So when someone did like me, I went with it. I didn't know if anybody was going to see value in me again. And if this person who sees value in me now wants to be with me, then I should probably accept it, which is kind of messed up and not even kind of like that's pretty messed up. But there was a time when a boy I liked first actually asked me out and I was so happy. I said yes and I was like, this is amazing. Oh my gosh. But a few days later, it was my eighth grade graduation party and he came over with all of my friends and he brought me flowers, which was so sweet, right? But I had no idea how to handle this, not because... I want to say not because nobody had brought me flowers before, but honestly, I don't remember. It just felt like way more than I deserved for whatever reason. Like he liked me and he asked me out and I said, yes, I should be the one who's like, oh my God, this is amazing. But I didn't know what to do with that. I'd never had to do that. So not like I, it's not like I understood that that's what was happening then, but that's what it was. I can see that now. I was without the language I needed to express my thanks because I didn't believe my value was great enough to receive these flowers. But I took the flowers, I put them on water, didn't act like it was a big deal because I didn't know what to do. I feared that he would realize I wasn't actually worth all this trouble if I like, you know, made a thing of it or whatever. But honestly, not showing my appreciation and not getting excited like I wanted to cost me this relationship because he took that as me being not very interested in him or the relationship and he broke up with me. Y'all, your girl was devastated. I was like, what? I wanted to be with you so badly and totally messed it up. And of course, this is like, you know, I want to say it was like a little innocent thing back then, but I mean, that was like, It's your formative years where like you're learning how to do all these things and that really messed everything up. So after this, I went back to dating boys who asked me out, even if I didn't really like them that way. And, you know, again, it was like I thought I would just I would grow into it. Like maybe I would see what they saw in me in them or whatever. Obviously, they saw something in me that other people didn't. So if I spent enough time with them, maybe I'd figure out 
why they thought I was so valuable. I don't know. That could have been my train of thought, but it definitely goes back to not seeing my own value and allowing other people to dictate my value for me. So the guy that I dated before my ex-husband was awful to me, verbally abusive actually. And unfortunately, that set me up perfectly to get with my ex-husband who compared to this other guy seemed like an absolute saint, right? (laughs) Now, I won't get into my marriage in this episode, but we can safely say that it happened because I didn't know my value in a relationship and I didn't feel like I could or should even say no to the people who were asking me out and then asking me to marry them. Uh, And even times when I did say no, it didn't matter. My voice was completely smothered by my marriage and my perceived value plummeted even more. So relationships are not the only things that have suffered in my life because I don't know my value or because I, I can't see it or that kind of thing. It's also colored my work life. I've worked Jobs I could not stand because I needed money. I was never making enough money at these jobs, trading my hours for dollars in a way that disappointed me. But I didn't necessarily feel like I deserved more, even though I worked really hard. I didn't have a college degree. I didn't have years of experience in the fields I was working in. I wasn't as good as so-and-so in the department I was working in, whatever. It wasn't until one of my old bosses, someone I am able to still call a friend today, saw my potential and gave me a couple of chances at work to do something better with my life. I will never forget that, and I appreciate it a ton. But of course, I questioned it all the time. She sees value in me, so what am I not seeing that she does see? And how do I live up to that? So I would go the extra mile. I would give and give and give. And it's detrimental to me because then I would end up resenting things, feeling like I wasn't uh, getting in return what I was giving. And it was it all stemmed from not being able to place the right amount of value on things. It was just always a struggle. Now, years later, I actually ended up starting my own business almost on accident. Freelance editing basically fell into my lap. In hindsight, I can see how I perfectly set myself up for that, partly by following my husband's advice and then following my own heart. It's what I wanted to do with my life. But I see now you know, I can look back and what I see is a young woman struggling to know her value when it came to pricing her services. When I started out, of course, my prices were a little low. I needed to attract clients. And with that, I did it in spades. They came out in droves and found me and wanted to work with me, which was amazing. But it came time to raise my prices so that the business was more sustainable for me. And since I was a one-woman operation, I needed to do that. Otherwise, I was just pulling out my hair and feeling like I was working so hard for peanuts and that's not what I wanted to do with my life. But I had so much fear around raising my prices. Would these clients still want to work with me? Would they think I'm still worth it? You know, I would inevitably lose one or two every time I did this. I did this a handful of times. Uh, Each time, I felt a little bit easier but also a little scarier because I was asking for more money. Uh, The majority would stay with me. Price wasn't necessarily what kept them. 
which felt good. You know, every, I would raise my prices and my clients would stay with me. They, I still want to work with you. This is fine. I'm glad they, I'm glad you're charging more. Some of them would actually say that. Like, I think you're worth more than what you're charging, so I'm glad you're doing it. But in the end, none of this made me feel like a more valuable person to them in other ways I wanted to be. When we were all at big author events, different signings and such around the country, I wouldn't get invited to dinners or parties, things like that. Now, deep down, I knew I wasn't their cover designer who made beautiful artwork for their books. I wasn't the interior formatter who made their paperbacks look amazing. I was the grunt work. I was the person who pointed out their mistakes, what they could improve on. I gave them more work to do. I know it wasn't fun or glamorous, so I get it at a fundamental level that my role in their production process was not awesome. <laughs> it was a necessarily necessary evil for a lot of them. We need editors, right? But I got treated as such by some of my clients. Not all, but it wasn't a very uncommon thing to not get acknowledged. Uh, I do want to say that I don't think they're 100% to blame for this. I'm not like putting all of the cause on them. Maybe I didn't invite anyone anywhere either, but I didn't have anything to invite them to. So I don't know. There were a lot of reasons that this stuff could have happened, uh, but this is kind of what I've contributed it to, to my lack of value. Now, in this moment I'm in, I'm struggling to figure out what I want to do for work at all because I'm having a hard time valuing what I do. I don't think I'll be good enough or worth the money. I don't think I'll be able to perform the job as well as I want to or as well as so-and-so does it. I don't think my worth is, or my work is actually worth it sometimes. For whatever reason, I've been able to keep up with this podcast, but that's probably because it's free. No one has to pay me for this. And I don't get paid except for the pennies I get from that single ad that I have on my episodes. So there's this thing around value when it comes to work. There's stuff I want to do, but do people want to pay me for it? And I won't know unless I try, but if I try and people don't want to pay me for it, it's soul crushing, right? So it's this like balance of I have to try in order to know, but if I know, am I going to like what I get? So it's easier to just not put yourself out there. But again, work isn't the only thing that's been colored. My personal life and other types of relationships have been affected by this. One of the things I have been talking to many women about recently is how we don't have those like besties for life kind of friends, like a group of friends that do everything for each other. Just yesterday, I was up north with one of my favorite women on the planet, and we walked past a group of maybe six or seven women sitting out on the patio of the condo they were staying at. They were in a group playing a game with each other, glasses of wine in hand. Like you could tell that they were having a really good time with each other. And maybe this was one of those groups of friends who's been there for each other forever, right? And my friend said to me, you know, I wish I knew what it was like to have friends like that. And I felt that in my bones. This is not the first time someone sent this to me in the last like couple of weeks. I've had so many of these discussions with women that we just don't have this experience. And I have friends, right? Obviously, I've talked about this with, with multiple women, so don't get me wrong, but I don't have this group of friends that we see in the movies. Like One of the movies that comes to mind is Now and Then, where they drop everything to see each other even after decades of ups and downs. That's not something I've ever had. I've had individuals in my life who felt like best friends, but inevitably we break up 
<laughs> to this day, I don't have one single person I can call my best friend for like a very long time, except for my husband. And it's not because I don't love the people in my life. We're just not what it seems best friends should be like. And maybe that's because I'm relying on fiction to dictate what that should be. But I know people who have this in their lives. It's not just fiction. And I think it comes down to value. I'm not the only one who struggles with this. When I think my value isn't enough to keep things going, I end things. If a friend is mad at me for some reason, then it's probably best to just end the friendship because I'm going to disappoint them again. Might as well finish it now, right? If I'm mad, well, we talked about this in last week's episode, I shove it down, pretend it doesn't exist, and then I explode when I've had enough. And who wants to be friends with someone like that? Who wants to be married to someone like that? Almost every time I'm mad about something, my brain automatically goes to my marriage ending because I'm clearly not worth the struggle. Everything is a production with me, so why would anyone stick around for that? I don't value what I bring to the table anymore when my quote-unquote negative emotions come to the surface because they're so extreme. When I'm happy and things are good, my value is hella high. I have a lot to give, and I give a lot. But what I give isn't my only value. So learning boundaries has been tough for me because the people around me have been acting personally injured by it, which makes me question my value again. Am I only valuable if I'm doing what other people want or expect from me? Uh, Y'all, this is a tricky a-hole of a subject. It truly is. Every time I think I have a grasp on it, something else pops those puzzle pieces out of place. But honestly, it's a thousand percent worth getting to the bottom of it. We need to know and understand our inherent value. And it's not just, well, I'm effing awesome, so I'm always valuable and I deserve everything. To me, that's not the answer. We do, in my opinion, need some kind of balance of give and take. Maybe it's not balance in every single moment, but overall in some way. So I've been practicing receiving. Sometimes things are free, which to me isn't any easier to take than when things cost money. Though free has been getting easier for me, which means paying for things has also been getting easier for me. With Even without a steady income, I know I'm worth investing in. And I know that free things for me have just as much value because I'm the one who gets to decide on value too. It's not just what other people say something is worth. I get to decide for myself. So sometimes free things can be even more valuable to me than things I have to pay for, which is all new to me. But all of this is to say that I've had a hell of a time figuring out value for myself, whether that's as a business owner who provides a service or as a wife or partner in a relationship, it's been super, super tough. Do I base my value on how much money I'm making in my relationship? Do I base it on how hard I'm willing to work for a client? Do I base it on the level of work I do versus how much I'm asking to get paid for it? And when it comes to getting paid, how do I price my services? If I take a job that doesn't make a lot of money, does that mean I don't value myself that much? Or am I just taking what I deserve, settling for what I can get? But if I enjoy that job and I'm happy doing it, does the money I make need to be at a certain level? So much goes into this equation, you guys. So much. So I'd love to open up this dialogue with you. What do you think about value? 
how do you determine it, whether it's for yourself, your business or work, or your relationships? Maybe this week, journal about that or meditate on it for your action step. That's what I would like for you guys to do. If value comes easily to you, that's amazing. I am super, super happy for you. If it doesn't, I'm here with you, and I want you to give it some thought this week to maybe get to the bottom of it a little bit. Feel free to reach out to me if I can be of any help whatsoever. We can build up our value together. So hit me up on Instagram at Michelle Kampmeyer or email me at michellekampmeyer at gmail.com and let's chat. Also hit the subscribe or follow button if you don't want to miss a single episode of this podcast so we can continue these deep and meaningful conversations. And please send this episode to someone who you think might need this message too. Then come back next week for another chat and I will talk to you then. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I release a new one every single Thursday, so hit the follow or subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. If you want to reach out to me, please do so. I love to hear from you. I'm on Instagram at Michelle Campmeyer, and my email is michellecampmeyer at gmail.com. And if you would, send this episode to someone who might need to hear this message. Take care of your soul, and I'll talk to you next week.